Hi guys, how are you all? Welcome back to the Nothing To Be With You podcast with me, your host, Cloda. A space that gives whispers of voice, mentions the unmentionable and brings everything inward, outwards. It took me 14 episodes, but I finally memorised my tagline and I didn't have to look down. <laughs> so I'm really happy about that. How are you guys doing? We're here. It's the 15th episode and also the last episode of this season one of the podcast. Oh, I don't know about you guys, but I actually cannot believe it. I cannot believe I've done a whole season of a podcast. Um, the 26th of January was when it started. And I had no idea what's ahead of me. I still don't know what's ahead of me. But I am so fucking glad I did this. What a journey. What an experience. Oh, look, it's a work in progress. It started out in my room. We've traveled a little bit. Um, It's definitely been a compact uh, podcast. And look, I'm very much in my infancy, but I'm really excited about season two already. I've so much plans for it, um, which I'll talk about more as um, we go through this episode. But um, when I come back, please, God, um, we will have it available on more platforms. It will also be videoed. I still don't know how I feel about that because I I don't know. But look, I think it will be good. And you guys have said you'd love for it to be available on YouTube and um, other platforms as well. So I am going to do my best. Um, Upgrade the gear get more tech savvy while my time is off and do a little bit more uh, research into what way I want series two to go. But for this episode, we're just going to, I suppose, look back at the highlights of the last um, seven months and the the last um, 14 episodes and how it started and how it developed and how it's gone. Like as most of you know, anyone who's tuned into this from day one, um, this podcast was going to be a celebration of everything that's taboo. And as I've come along through the series, I've I've actually had my own um journey with the word taboo. And I've been trying to decide do I like the word, do I hate the word? Because I obviously use it a lot more now than I ever did before. Um, because part of me is like, well, why should things be taboo? And why should we call them taboo? And if we call them taboo subjects, then they'll stay taboo subjects. But another part of me is like, no, this is what we're all about. We're breaking strides. This is 2023. We're moving forward. And I'm putting to the front things that aren't talked about or discussed or I suppose celebrated um as much as they should be like when I started this my very first episode was all about my own taboo story and my own taboo story was that I have generalized anxiety disorder that I've managed and lived with it uh coexisted with it since I was 22 um with peaks and troughs through the years um you know I've definitely through therapy medication, education, talking, 
uh, it's been a you know a learning curve, a constant learning curve for me um on my road to living with anxiety. I'm not going to say recovering from it because I actually think I always will have anxiety. It's just I'm able to manage it now much better than when I was younger and I couldn't talk about it because uh, let's be honest, I didn't fucking know what it was. I didn't know what my first panic attack. Sure, I thought I was having a heart attack and to be told it was a panic attack. I was like, what the fuck is that? I've never heard of that. And nobody talked about that. And it was just a weird one. So, you know, I had spent a lot of years then in silence and trying to figure my head out internally without getting to speak outwardly about it. And I suppose making up my own dialogue for it. And that was wrong on so many levels, but it was what I knew best for me as a young girl, as a girl who was in a world that people didn't really talk about mental health. It wasn't something I had talked about prior to that or was even aware of. So yeah, it's been a long journey for me myself. Um, especially the last 12 months when crippling anxiety came back into my life, as I said, like a, almost like a an assassin that it was like this time it was out to get me and it has been it has been a tough year and it's been a year where I've had to learn a lot uh the biggest lesson for me is self-compassion because I had a degree in kicking the shit out of myself and not allowing myself to feel not allowing myself to feel upset or validated in feeling down or feeling lost, or feeling scared or vulnerable, because I kept comparing myself to other people, and how I felt their situations were much worse than mine, and I had no right to feel a certain way, and that was something I had to learn to cut out, I had to cut that shit out, because I can only tell my tale, I can only walk my path, I can see you walk your path and I can have empathy for you and I can feel my feelings of sympathy there and compassion. But with my story and my dialogue, I only know my own inward feelings. So that has been a big thing for me to accept who I am and accept it's okay to um not always be on top. And, you know, like, uh, again, anyone who knows me and knows the journey, hormones have played a massive thing in a massive part in my life the last 12 months. And I've found out so much about women's health and hormonal health and getting diagnosed with endometriosis and having had the surgery and all the all the different things that I've went through myself. I feel I've grown a lot. Is my anxiety still with me? Of course it is. Am I still on medication? Of course I am. Will I be on medication for the rest of my life? I don't know. I can't answer that one. Um, will I have anxiety for the rest of my life? Yes, of course I will. Because anxiety is a feeling just like every other feeling we have. But what I'm learning to do is I'm learning to not give it as much air time as I used to give it. I'm acknowledging when it comes and 
embracing that it's here because it's obviously bringing my attention to something when I feel it. And also I'm acknowledging that, okay, I'm here. I might be in an anxious state, but I'm safe. It's uncomfortable, but it is not dangerous. It can't harm me and it passes. So I feel like it's been a, a big year for me in learning who I am, my capabilities, actually my own resilience as well. I'm a hell of a lot stronger than I thought I was. And I um, I give myself props for that. Now, the downside, I suppose, is I have noticed that my social anxiety has come on a bit, which is a bit strange because I'm probably one of the most extroverted people you will ever meet. And especially in my work and everything, I adore dealing with people. And I'm actually obsessed with dealing with people and sales and being out and about. And I love people's stories. I love relating to people, um, as you all know. But I've noticed that this year, certain new situations, I find I get a little bit awkward. And that's something now I'm trying to uh, work on on myself. And it's something I'm going to work on while I take the break from the the podcast as well um you know and just pushing myself to get into um situations where I might necessarily feel comfortable but know that it's good for me because I think you have to push yourself um in order to to thrive you do because it is easy to stay hiding under the duvet and afraid to peer out when something feels scary but nine times out of ten something that you dread I feel when you actually go through it you you realize that it wasn't as scary as you thought it would be so that was definitely a lot of um learning um self-learning for myself this year the podcast has been so cathartic for me it has opened my eyes to so much it's made me feel so much more comfortable talking exactly as I am. The real soda, talking real shit and being very open and honest and having no fear of that. Now, there's probably certain parts of my life that I will always keep private because that's the way people are. And I think that's only right. But I do like to think I am an open book in a lot of ways. And I feel that me sharing little glimpses of my life, the good, the bad and the ugly, um, people can relate to that. Because I know anyone that I've ever come across who has shared a story, especially in this, um, some of the people I've interviewed and some of the stories that I've be been told and heard this year, I've taken away some wisdom from them I've taken away some learnings from them and I just think podcasts like this shows like this platforms like this are fantastic to give people an opportunity to use their voice to have their words heard to have their feelings heard and you know you find common ground I find and there's a relatability there with that um so yeah so look it's been a it's been an absolute fantastic year or year first series 
So I'm just going to go through each episode and kind of what I took from it because um, I'm proud. I'll be honest. I'm fucking proud of the last seven, eight months and something that I, and as I actually said, I didn't care if I only ever got one listener. Um, I was still going to do this because I felt it was going to be good for my own mental health journey. And I'm so fucking glad I did it. Um, it's just been incredible. Now, I so am bad, guys, with technology. But I, I promise you, for season two, I will be so much better. But I was just looking back this week at, like, all the episodes. And, like, obviously, the first episode was the introduction to me and what was taboo with me. And, like I said, I went through my own um, backstory um, of my journey through general anxiety. And, you know... uh what had brought me to to where I was and why I decided to do the podcast and then on episode two my lovely husband Connor took one for the team and came on and I got to talk about embracing my anxiety on that one and that was the one where I really felt that I started to open up about being anxious and acknowledging that it's okay to feel it when you feel it and instead of trying to hide away and run from it, turn to it and look at it and challenge it. And then I got Connor on to talk a little bit about men's emotions because I feel, and I still do, I'm very passionate about this actually, that men don't talk enough. And men definitely need to be heard more. Um, you'll remember Dave being on and I'll talk about him again in a minute Um, as I go through the episodes I just feel guys don't I need we I think we need to cut men slack and men need to understand that it's okay to fucking speak up and speak out there's this um amazing guy Um, he has an Instagram page at the moment running with Aiden and he talks about men's health and anxiety and depression and panic attacks. And I fucking adore his honesty. Um, I just think guys need to listen to him and realize it's more than fucking okay to talk about not feeling well. And stop trying to mask things. Don't be trying to be a fucking ostrich putting your head in the sand hoping things will pass. Speak. Use your words. Think out loud. There's no judgment. The only judgment we feel, I think, is from ourselves. We're our own worst critics. And I definitely think guys are guilty of that. And I appreciated my husband, Connor coming on talking that episode, taking one for the team and, you know, talking about how he'd be if one of his mates were going through something or if he was going through something, would he be comfortable talking to... um talking to you know his mates about issues that he's having and he he gave a great um uh what shall i call it um analogy about worrying is like a rocking chair it'll give you something to do but it'll get you nowhere and i absolutely loved that i just really took from that a lot and i think guys should really lean into that a bit more and just fucking open up 
my issue with social media, right? I have an issue with social media. There's a few people that I had to stop following because all they were putting up was the fucking sunshine. And I'm nearly 40. I've done a lot of therapy. I've educated myself a lot. I've had years, years and years of journey through mental health. And I was looking at these stories saying, fuck me, you know, your life cannot be that perfect. It it, it just can't be. Please, not that you want to see people going through bad times, guys. Don't get it twisted. That is not what I mean at all. But I admire someone who shows the highs and the lows. I mean, it's so easy put up the Instagram posts. Hey, I do it myself of all the good things and all the amazing things. But I just think putting up the hard times is just as important because it's almost like it's this fake screen that's put up and people, obviously we all choose what we want people to see on our social media platforms. But I just feel there's a realness in an honesty in sharing the days that aren't so great too. And I just admire people who do that rather than someone who's putting up a facade because I don't think look especially young people you can be influenced quite easily nowadays especially with social media and if you're looking at so and so and everything seems perfect nothing ever goes wrong perfect life perfect partner maybe perfect children perfect house perfect holidays and you're in your life and maybe things aren't going so good for you if you don't have the tools maybe or the self-awareness to realize that that shit isn't real that can have a very negative impact on you and how you feel about yourself internally and it's easy to say oh just don't look on social media that's not the fucking world we live in anymore so there's no point in us saying oh just stop scrolling because we're not stopping scrolling and we're not going to in fact i think it's only going to get worse and that's why I feel we need to have more real life influencers, as I call us, that say exactly as it is, when it is. When it's a good day, it's a fucking good day. When it's a bad day, it's a fucking shit day. And that's OK. It's acceptance. You're not always going to be great. Everything isn't always going to work out perfect. And we have to realize that and we have to take coping skills from that. So. Yeah, look, that that's a, that a, that was one I felt the rocking chair was a fantastic um, analogy of, you know, a new approach to, to life's problems. I remember Connor, Connor said on the podcast about saying, fuck it, the fuck it approach, you know, like if shit isn't going your way or, you know, you're having a bad fucking week, just fuck it, it'll pass. And... I know it's quite black and white and it's easily said than done, but sometimes less analysis and more turning into that. I have to say it has helped me definitely sometimes. And I'm blessed I have a husband who is so um black and white and but yet so understanding and so um easy to talk to. It just the fuck it approach definitely has helped me in times when I haven't been so great. So I do want to give a shout out to my husband for always being my 
my best supporter and my counsellor and my best friend and everything. So thank you, Connor, for all of that. Uh, yeah, so also this this um, season, I got to be joined by the founder of Tipperary Pride, Miss Evelyn Roberts. And oh my gosh, Evelyn was just a fucking breath of fresh air. I, uh, oh, the feedback I got after her was just hilarious. Uh, even uh, one of my bosses um, got to meet her at an event and he was totally fangirling over her because he just really enjoyed her the episode. She's she was just so honest and you know, in between serious conversations about her coming out, the stigma of hom- homosexuality that is still out there, um she was able to put a bit of a, a light-hearted spin on a lot of it and her no nonsense, no bullshit, no airs, no graces. I am who I am. Attitude is definitely what has her thriving in life. And again, takes the good with the bad. And she's a credit to her kids, a credit to her um, community and her family. And I was so fucking happy to have her on. And I can't wait to have her on again because she definitely um deserves the second episode and i know the quality sound of that episode wasn't fantastic because we didn't get to meet up face to face but i promise the next time i have you on evelyn girl i'll be sitting on your lap and we will have (laughs) we will have um (laughs) a little bit more of a uh an intimate chat (laughs) so the one after that I know was the one I uploaded late because I was out in the town and that was quite funny because um I I don't drink as most people know. Um but if I I have discovered since I've stopped drinking that I'm well able to be the last one actually leaving the bar and the last one off the dance floor. And that was a new journey for me and how I feel that like alcohol can give you a false sense of confidence and it definitely did for me for many 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 years and I remember doing a wedding last year and it was my first sober wedding because I was the designated driver and I was like there's no way I'll be able to dance there's no way I'll be able to do anything you know like that or last the night I'll be tired and I won't have tolerance for people drunk. And do you know what? I actually had a grey crack. And I was like, I think I'm actually a better dancer sober. Because you see, when you're drunk, you think you're fucking J-Lo or Nicole Scherzinger, one of these. And you think when you're dancing, you are the bomb. But when you're sober dancing, you realise, hey, hmm, I'm not the best. But hey, I've got a bit of rhythm. And I can stick to the rhythm because I'm coherent enough to stick to the rhythm so yeah i also give a shout out to single parents um on that episode as well because i felt um i felt that single parents definitely deserved a shout out uh single dads and single mums because that's not an easy do and whether it was from you know a relationship breaking up or God forbid losing somebody. It was something that I I 
I wanted to give a shout out to on that episode as well. And that was also the one where I was like, can some influ influencers please just share a bad fucking day? Uh, because it just, again, let's keep shit real. Uh, I came on to episode six and it was, I was joined by my best friend, Kira, Kira Mack. And the episode was called Let's Talk Sex with Mac. And it still is just one of the most listened to episodes. She and I had a fucking ball. I was so happy to have her on. And it was the perfect subject for us to chat about. Because look, we've known each other all our lives. There's nothing she doesn't know about me and vice versa. Um we got to talk about like our first sexual experiences right up to where we are now and have a happy healthy conversation about how so how so fucking normal it is to say you enjoy sex and that we should be able to say that without feeling embarrassed or ashamed or shy about it sex is awesome sex is healthy and why not celebrate it and talk about it it's something good it's something we enjoy so yeah let's fucking talk about sex more uh yeah and i know a lot of people got a giggle <laughs> out of the beer goggles um wh what was it that i had said i said something like um someone had wrote in about that i don't know who's beside me but it's in the cot but it's definitely not who i brought home with me last night and it was just a great episode. I really enjoyed that. And yeah, there will be the return of the Mac for season two, for sure. Um, The next episode after that, episode seven, I had just had my surgery and conquered a massive fear. And I really wanted to have an episode to, uh, I suppose, acknowledge the mental trauma a surgery can have on somebody. The physical part is one thing, um, the physical healing, the pain and all of that. But um, the trauma, a surgery, any surgery can have on you mentally is it can be quite detrimental and it can be quite hard and tough. And for me personally, that's what I found harder than the physical pain. The physical pain was tangible. I knew why I was sore I had stitches I'd had surgery your mind needs rest just as much as your body and the recovery from that surgery definitely was was something that I had to take that into and it was that surgery that I discovered how severe my endometriosis was and that I'd had stage three and that led me on to my next episode meeting the incredible endometriosis endo warrior as I call her Amy Burns who I had literally just seen on Ireland AM a few days before I was going in for my surgery talking about endometriosis and she had it so severe and at the time a hard one to get my head around and that I knew that they listened if and it's been years and I mean years friends now and Again, another reason why I love this podcast that I got to cross paths. They felt secure in chatting with me. And I really wanted that to be um, a big part of the podcast that there's no script. Okay, 
way forward that it is organic and natural and people feel that they're just sitting down chatting about their story and even in that that brought me on to an episode I remember I did of the importance of our friendships and just quite simply why we should appreciate them and how I will always take quality over quantity any day and in that episode I got to talk about um a friendship that um I had had for many years and then because of life we went in different directions for a number of years and came back into each other's lives and my god I'm so fucking glad we did because um she has just been uh one of the best things to happen to me this year to be honest and I just it really made me sit and think and take stock of friendship and how important friendship is like you know we don't choose our family um obviously we we have our parents we have our siblings our cousins and we adore them all and it's amazing to have them and if you're lucky enough to have family that you're close to that's incredible but to have a friend that you get to choose to be your family and someone to be your confidant your 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 soulmate platonically and that you get to share the highs and lows of life with that is just one of the most underrated valuable relationships I think you'll ever have in your life and I don't know about you guys but the friendships I have I treasure and you guys know who you are I adore you all you've been there for me for the good the bad the ugly and I hope you feel the same for me to you and I love you guys so much and I thank you for everything you've always done for me and with me and more adventures to come and that brought me up then to having my episode with super mum Kate O'Carroll Kate's episode was just beautiful there's no other word I can use for it it was beautiful and if you remember Kate is a mum to four amazing kids including her youngest boy Jack who has autism and Kate you know discussed her life as being herself and her husband's you know life of being parents to a child with severe special needs and navigating through their daily lives and we got to delve into the education and health system in Ireland with um with Kate and you know for those with extra requirements what is there and yeah this country is lacking a lot guys and again something that needs more airtime and like for me what was so special about Kate was that Kate was just so honest and so nonchalant about her everyday life and the routine that they need for Jack and such small things you know like down to what he eats what you have to do Monday to Friday how different that is to his Saturday Sunday and also navigating being parent, you know parents to their other kids as well and you know the story she was telling me I could not stop taking in that this was Kate's everyday life 
And to me, I walked away from that episode going, she's a fucking real life influencer. That is a fucking girl who who knows what resilience is. And Kate had sadly lost her beautiful mum only weeks prior to her coming on to do the interview with me. And she just, uh, she blows me away, to be honest. She really does. She's one of the most beautiful souls I've ever met inside and out. And I was so proud and honoured to have her on the the show. And yeah, it was really great to have her on. I then gave us bonus slash step parents a shout out and dedicated an episode to us because I said, you know what? Parenthood requires love, not DNA. And I really enjoyed that episode. Um, Again, as you guys know, I am a bonus mum to a nearly 17-year-old boy who is just one of the loves of my life. I love him as if he's my own. I'm so beyond proud of him. I'm so beyond proud to say I have had a, a minuscule part in his upbringing. Um, and I just... I'm blown away by him and I love him like he's mine. And as far as I am concerned, he he is mine. And I think Step Harrington, and I you know but I don't like that word, it, it is hard, it can be thankless, and I felt it deserved an episode because we all have like Okay, so I come from a split family. And so I know what it's like to have been reared, you know, by a single mum or whatever. And I've also in a relationship where I'm in a blended family where I don't have my own kids, but I have him. And oh, I can't explain it. It's to choose to love somebody as your own is just an incredible feeling. And I'm... I'm so honoured that I, I get to be um, part of his upbringing, as I said, and part of his life. And I'm so proud of him. And I just feel step parents do deserve a shout out sometimes because we can be left in the back lane and kind of forgotten about. And it can be a thankless role. Not that any of us are looking for praise. Um, I really don't think we are. It's It's not about that, but it's just... We deserve that acknowledgement for for um, being parents too. Because, as I said, parenthood isn't always about DNA. And it was a shout out to all types of parents, you know, foster parents, uh, you know, adoptive parents, step parents, um, older siblings rearing their younger siblings. So, you know, it's where love is given not what was it i said it's where love is given not because of blood but because of choice it can be hard and some of the navigation can be tough but it's not the word before mom or dad that defines you rather than the love you feel and give and that's what i absolutely loved about that to be honest um and then lately i had Ms. eva ryan on and eva came on and thank oh again I'm so thankful to her again for trusting me to share her story of recovering from a stroke earlier this year and at just 39 years of age I 
I call her Mrs. Iron Woman because, you know, literally six, seven months after a stroke that could have left her with the ability to not walk again, she has defied like <laughs> anything that was going to hold her back. She's defied it. Not only she defied it, she stuck her middle finger up to it. And I'm telling you, if you're ever feeling any bit low, this girl will lift you right up with her incredible lust for life and her gratitude for life. And that's one of the things that I love most about Eva is the gratitude. I feel when you've been through something as catastrophic and as frightening as a stroke or anything similar to that, you can go one of two ways. You can come out of that in I suppose pity mode self-pity mode and be in a dark depressed place which by the way you would be fully fucking entitled to be or you can come out with this unbelievable sense of of gratefulness and a, a new renowned zest for life and I feel that's what Eva has in spades and yes she can have her down days but she knows that those days are the days she can reach out to her family and her friends and her amazing support system to pick her up. And yeah, that that episode was just incredible. I really loved having Eva on. And she's so matter of fact, she's so blunt, she's so straight to the point, but her words will resonate with so many. Even people who haven't been through something as serious as a stroke, I think her... Her way of, her thought process in life is just so relatable. And again, I would encourage anyone to listen to it. So I then went on to the dick pic pandemic. And that one, you know, I find so funny because I did give it that name because I wanted it to draw attention. And I knew it would. And it did. And I got loads of feedback from that because... Okay, I used the the tag, the dick pic pandemic, to draw people in, but it was a light-hearted, tongue-in-cheek look at social media flirting and dating and how those unwarranted pictures come through and the reactions they get. And I was interested to see, was it the new way of dating or just passing time for some and how how it works? And it... It was just an interesting one to to get the feedback from people on, you know, especially Snapchat. And funnily enough, by the way, I myself got fucking catfished on Snapchat. And now I say catfished, but like not in a obviously romantic way. But um, I did get catfished by someone claiming to be from a a security company single dad in cork and down to earth real guy and you know we had talked about um business uh business points of stuff but whatever but um he turned out to be fake yeah account was the i and i started probing and asking more questions um about the business side of things um he was I was I was smelling rats and I I was like yeah let's put the detective hat on here and um yeah 
he when I probed he deactivated the account and the company he claimed to work for I got in touch with and told them that he was posing as a manager for them and the picture he had sent I sent on to them so if you are listening whoever you were <laughs> Detective Chloe copped you so what's that saying he can't con a con artist but yeah so that was interesting that I I got catfished um uh, after after doing that episode but um it did make me think of um if you were single and you were doing the dating online I will be honest I don't think I could ever do that I genuinely just I know it's the new way of but there's a lot to be said about just meeting someone face to face and fucking getting to know them, do you know? Um, and if you're doing that online thing, I think you really need to do your due diligence and, you know, always be safe, get to know the person, encourage video calls, meet them in a public place, tell your friends about them, tell your family about them. And as I said, fellas, if you're doing it with the girl for the girls, be sure you're making the girl comfortable and meeting in a public place that's comfortable for her because that's definitely important. And yes, my feedback was no girl likes a dick pic. So don't be sending them, lads. Come on, get a bit more creative. What's wrong with a bit of mystery? <laughs> And I'll tell you, I'll be honest, coming away from that one and getting some of the feedback, all I could think of was, thank fuck I am not single today because I I just don't think I could handle all of that. That It would be too stressful. I think I'd have to just move to Tibet, get a few goats and just become a Tibetan monk or monkess. Yeah, I think it would just be easier than trying to get through the minefield of dating. So... Uh, Connor, please don't ever divorce me because that'd be just lousy making me have to go through that. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then my last episode, guys, was a very special episode and a very, it was an extended episode. It was a long episode. There's no point in saying it wasn't. Um, but it was an episode that really deserved the airtime it got. And that was with Dave Midlachlan. And we got to discuss poor Dave's story of becoming an untimely widower and single dad earlier this year when the love of his life, his beautiful wife, Michelle, passed away after battling cancer. And we got to chat about their love and life together and just how much of a shitty time and a shitty hand they drew um, for the last number of years as a couple together they had so much loss and grief and tragedy and they came out the other end of it each time stronger than ever and Michelle was just one of the most beautiful people you could ever meet inside and out and when some people I know, definitely me and my attitude, I would have been like, why me? Why the fuck me? I never saw this girl angry. She never 
she just never was cross. She never was, you know, why me? There was no pity party. She just got on with it. She was the most incredible mum, incredible friend, incredible wife. And it was just, I'm very proud to have known her. And wherever you are, Michelle, I know you are looking on at Dave and your beautiful boys with pride because they are, he's doing an amazing job and they are a credit to you. And again, that was such a taboo topic to talk to a guy of 35 years of age being a widower. And again, leaning back to the guy to men's health and men's mental health and mental well-being I really appreciated how open Dave was about the shitty days the the days where he just wanted to fucking knock it out of bed but he has to because he's two young sons and Dave was so open about his his emotions and to me is possibly one of the strongest men I have ever come across because he wears his heart on his sleeve when he's up he's up when he's down he's down and he's able to verbalize that and there's such strength in being able to verbalize our feelings guys and I one thing I've learned this year is that when we feel weak that is actually when we're probably at our strongest and to acknowledge and stand up and say hey I'm not feeling great I'm not doing great right now there is such strength in that and I just keep saying please please guys please always speak up speak up when you're not feeling great speak up when you're feeling great speak up when you're feeling shit speak up when you're feeling angry speak up when you're feeling sad because it is so fucking important to share it and I don't care what anyone says a problem shared is a problem halved a problem celebrated is a problem excels is or a problem a, a celebration shared is a celebration propelled so i really think guys that yeah we need to acknowledge those those like dave that are out there owning their shit saying exactly how it is like you said when it's good it's good when it's bad it's bad so yeah so that has been this series in a nutshell uh, a 49 minute nutshell but I just I suppose want to just say thank you so much to everybody who has embraced the podcast so far and has embraced me and my weirdness and my openness and my cursing because I I curse I fucking curse and when I started this podcast, I knew I would have to do it exactly as Chloe because if I tried to mask like the cursing, the anxiety, anything like that, I wasn't going to be me and that would defeat the whole purpose of this podcast. Looking forward to next series, to the next series, series two, which will hopefully, please God, come towards the end of September. I'm looking forward to having more guests on. I'm looking forward to hearing more taboo stories. I'm looking forward to, again, being a platform for everyone and anyone who has went through 
something that has been difficult, something that has been amazing and something that people might consider not the norm. And like I said, being a voice box for that, giving a stage, a platform, a fucking microphone to all things wonderfully weird and celebrating it, celebrating the good, the bad and the ugly and just really just taking stock guys taking stock um so yeah that is it so i want to say a massive 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 thank you again to every single one of you wonderful humans for tuning in for giving me the love you know i'm on instagram you know i'm on facebook and the podcast for the moment is here on spotify season two please god will be available on more platforms and we'll be going with the video i still don't know how i feel about that but look we'll embrace it fuck it why not um this time last year this was a thought in my head and something i didn't think would happen and look a bit it has it's manifested it's come through and that's all thanks to you guys because you've you've accepted me for my quirks my weirdness and my vulnerability and my openness and I really appreciate every one of you guys. And for those of you who didn't like it, don't like it, that's fine too. Um, thank you for at least giving me a go and <laughs> seeing what you say out of me. So this is me bowing out for this season. And as I said, I'm always going to celebrate the wonderfully weird, the wonderfully unique whispers will be fucking shouted from the rooftop with me and i will embrace everything inward and bring it outward for you guys this will always be a platform and a safe space for all so yeah so guys i'm seeing series season one i want to give a big shout out to all my guests that came on this season thank you so much for allowing me share your story and for giving me the opportunity to have your story shared and just thanks for all the love and support you guys and as I always say please please be kind be sound be wonderfully weird and just be you and guys I'll see you for series two